good good evening john uh it's great to talk to you again um when i was a kid i watched you many times for arsenal uh you was one of my favorite players when i was growing up and uh i really enjoyed watching you and i'd like to thank you first of all for what you did for our football club that's very nice of you Gary. you're obviously older than you look well thanks for saying so john i appreciate that <laughs> Um, a little bit about how I met how I met you. I've only met you the once, and that was in the uh, Arsenal Supporters Club when uh, James Dunrow Rayner had his book launch for yeah, I Am James Sam, Rainer, yes, yes, and you right, yeah. you was on the front cover, and uh, Frank was there, Frank McClintock as well, and I yeah. I met met the three of you, and. Uh, yeah. I've got all your autographs in the book, and that's on my bookshelf. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you, and you very kindly started the um the song. That's right. Yeah, I was I was, yeah. was going to mention that. Um, just that before you, nice. just before you left, we of course sung your famous anthem. Uh, I walk a million miles for one yes. of your goals, John Samuels, yes, yeah. and yeah. uh. It was it was weird because the whole of the supporters club actually joined in. Was you yes. a bit taken aback by how much affection that the fans still had for you after so many years later? No, definitely. Yes, I was. It was we, uh, as you know, I took my son down uh, with me, and we both had a really lovely evening. And everybody made us so welcome. Um, and yes, it was really nice that they. Um, well, we spoke. We got, I spoke to quite a lot of supporters, and all of them yeah. were um, really yeah. complimentary. So that was that was lovely for me to hear. That's good. Um, well, I want I want to get back in the DeLorean and take go back in time to look back on your career. Um, yeah. I'm sure I read that you supported Arsenal as a kid. Is that true? That is true, and a lot of people asked asked me. Um, why Why did you support Arsenal? That was... um, coming from Suffolk as I did. Yes. Um, and I, my, I, the, the reason I first started uh, supporting Arsenal was that as a kid, I can remember listening to the FA Cup final. It was the 1952 FA Cup final between Newcastle and Arsenal. Yeah. And I think the commentator, I'm not sure about this, uh, Gary, but I think the commentator was Raymond Glenn Denning. Do you right. know that name? I, have, I remember the famous commentator from the Very past. Famous, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it was him. But he kept talking about the, the gallant ten men of Arsenal because they had Wally Barnes badly injured. That's right. And he, they stuck him out on the wing and he was just hobbling around. So it really was ten men. Yeah. And from that day, and from that, listen to that radio, that radio broadcast, from yeah. that, with Arsenal that match, I, I wanted the ten gallant men to win. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't because uh, George Robledo from, New from Newcastle scored a header and Arsenal lost the final 1 0. Right. And that's how I sort of got an attachment to the Arsenal. All right. Um, did, um, did any of your family play football? Have you got footballing genes in the family? Any of your uncles or your dad at all? <laughs> not, not really. My, my dad played, uh, my dad was in the RAF for, for quite a long while. For, well, I was brought up on a lot of RAF stations. Yeah. And he played for a lot of the RAF teams and the, the, the bases that he was on. Yeah. And he, had, he, he, did, he did really enjoy football, you know. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And my mum used to go along with it. And um, I think... Um, uh, my mum, I think I've told, might have told you the story. You might have, you might have heard about it. When my mum stitched up and made an Arsenal shirt for me. A homemade one, your own one. A homemade one, yeah. And That's brilliant. Was, this was, I suppose I'd have been about six or seven, round about that age. Yeah. Because times were hard and it was just not that long after the, the war. Yeah. And um, you couldn't you couldn't buy a shirt, a football shirt um, with with red a red uh, body and white sleeves. So what she did... Yeah, it was very special, shirt, yeah. Bought a white shirt, unstitched the sleeves, yeah. dyed the red, dyed the, the body red, and then stitched the white sleeves back on. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've still got it. So you're probably the first 
the first uh, kid to have a, a replica of Arsenal shirt, but and it was homemade. That's a brilliant story. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lovely story. John, you was born near Ipswich, weren't you? You was um I was born actually born in Ipswich, yeah. Yeah. Um were you the best player at school? And were you when you were you a lot better than the other kids? Don't be um, modest. Well, I wouldn't say I was a lot better, but I always seemed to be playing with older kids. Yeah. And uh, when I when I went from the junior school to the primary school, I was Yeah. Um, in Suffolk, um, I used to know a lot of the boys there. Um, yeah. Because of pl- playing against them, they were older boys. They were already at the school, so I didn't have a problem making friends there because they sort of knew about me with my football before I went uh, while, while I was at, before I went to the school. You know. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, so. Yeah. And I, I, I can't see. I mean, I got, got so I, I did play a lot of sport at school. But, um, yeah. You know, it's like if you if you half decent at sport. You know, you get all right, all right with all the lads, don't you? That's right, I used to, yeah. I used to do football and cricket. Yeah. Uh, boxing, and, I used to, and athletics. I, I did all those for McCarthy, Suffolk County. Oh, so you're a bit, bit of an all-rounder then, John. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But no, football, football was... Uh, the main one. First, yeah. yeah. Uh, when did Arsenal start to show an interest in you? And were there any other clubs also interested? He don't want to remember it. That's what it is, John. No, no. <laughs> um, there was talk of other clubs being interested, like Spurs, if you like, was supposed to be interested. I thought we said we weren't going to have no swearing on here, John. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they was your, they was the team you, you followed as a yeah. kid anyway. Yeah. Um, yes. What are your memories of the first day at Arsenal? I know it was a long time ago, but it's probably yeah. a, it was a big thing in your life. You've probably got some good memories of it. Also, I remember you saying you was in digs with Geordie when I spoke to you before. Oh, I was in digs with Geordie at one time. I, I I've been in digs with a lot of lads. I've been in digs. Oh, was in digs with John Barmel. Yeah, John Barmel. Yeah. Uh, Terry Neal, Ian Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Peter really? Yeah. I had I, I had digs all over all over North London, you know, but I was very lucky. I had some nice uh, landladies. landladies and landlords that looked after as well, you know. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think people forget, you know, that it's quite a big thing when you're a young kid coming to London, a big city like London, yes. you know, and uh, they sort of give you a bit of um a bit of a grand in, and they look yeah. after you, you like, you know, the landladies. Um, uh, yeah. Right.
came over to speak just and as we were speaking um tell me to shut up if i'm, if I'm going on no just carry on that's great yeah um as as uh, as i was speaking to george swindon matt busby walked in yeah and matt uh, and george swindon called matt busby over and um and he's and he and he, he introduced me to so oh, matt i'd like you to meet our next apprentice as john said was he's, he's going to join us in january you know yeah and I can't really remember what Matt, Matt Busby said, but following on from that, when I made my second game for Arsenal was at Man United. Yeah. Away, after after my home after my away W at Blackpool. Yeah. And as 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 we got off the coast, when you got off, get off the coast at Man United to get to the visitors' dressing room, you have to walk past the home team dressing room. Yeah. Now as we're walking down the corridor, I see Matt Busby standing in the in the in the doorway yeah. of the home team dressing room. And as I go by, I thought, well, I'm not, not you know, we were all in. I, I thought he was marvellous. Yeah. But as I walk past, he just paused and paused me, put his hand on my shoulder, and said, "I remember meeting you, John, at the Arsenal restaurant. Oh. I hope you had a good game tonight." And I thought, ah. Oh. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, first of all, he remembered me. Yeah. You know, and, have, you know, and he stopped me to say, good, good luck if you like. Yeah, was, he was very nice of him. He had an eye for detail and he was obviously a gentleman. Yeah, he was, he, apparently he was fantastic with names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he, had, he was a great manager, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah, fantastic. Um... How did you get on with your fellow apprentices, your sort of contemporaries at the time? You had Geordie, Peter Simpson, David Colt. You must have had yeah. some funny laughs with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some good no, stories. Funny enough, Geordie, Geordie came to the club after I was there. Yeah. So I think Geordie was actually, uh, I don't know, he might have been, he wasn't an apprentice for a long while, for a very long while, because they, I don't know how old he was when he came, but... Um, he got fast-tracked him. They still signed him on uh, yeah. professional forms, you know. Yeah. But I think out of, at that time, the, where they used to put the apprentices used to be, there used to be a, a, a room just directly opposite the home team dressing room at Ivy. Yeah. It, they used to have the swing doors and, and you used to, uh, we, but we used to dress, change in the 15 of us in the little, little room outside the home team dressing room. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when I first went there, I think, I'm not sure about this, but I'm going to say Peter Simpson and myself were probably the only ones who weren't schoolboy internationals. Most of them were, I'd, I'd say the majority of them were schoolboy internationals. Really? Really? Yeah. So a lot of competition then. Did you find it, when you first went there, obviously you was one of the best kids at your school. Uh, did you find it difficult when you first started training with these players because they was all on a par with you you know they was all all good yeah. as well you know did you find a level and did it bring you on a lot playing with yeah yes oh yeah I, I, I didn't i didn't somehow gary i knew that this is where i was supposed to be yeah because i would if i go back and retract a bit when i when i when i took a trial at london county yeah i had to go for a trial at london county Ron Greenwood was the coach. Do you remember Ron Greenwood? Yes, he the was West Ham manager. Yeah, guy. yeah. And, and after the game, he he pulled me aside with my my uncle took me up there. Yeah. My uncle Joe, he took me up there, and he said, um, "We would like John uh, to come and be an apprentice um, when uh, as soon as possible, really." Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I, I was still at school, and I was calling him sir. Funny, I said, I said yeah. "Oh, that's, that's great, sir." You know, he says, "Oh, there's no need to call me sir." I said, "Oh, okay, sir." So, <laughs> but but he, he, um, he yeah, it was it, it, it was almost as when he said we'd like you to come and 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 join us. Yeah. It 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 for some strange reason it wasn't a surprise to me. Oh right, yeah. I, I know, I know what you, I know what you're gonna say. I know I'm coming in. You know it's going to be your destiny. Yeah, strange, really. Yeah. Do you remember the, do you ever remember the phrase? I mean, this is a phrase that 
David Rowcastle used to say a lot, and it was, remember who you are, what you are, and who you represent. Was that a thing yes. then, even then, in them days, that Arsenal yeah, players oh, said? definitely, yes, yes. Do you know who's the first one to say that, or was it just, it was oh, always there? We used to have, well, if this was when Bertie Lee was uh, uh, the physio. Yeah. And uh, George Swindon and Billy Wright were the managers. Um, Billy Wright succeeded George Swindon. Yeah. Um, and this Bert Owen, he'd seen all the all the players in the thirties, like your Alex Jameses and yeah. Cliff Baston and uh, all all these uh, players, you know. And he yeah. was he what he he wasn't in, he wasn't impressed by anybody really. You know, he'd seen it all sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was him that used to say. Remember who you are, where you are, and what you represent. And and then Bernie Me, when he became manager, that was a, that was a, a thing he used to say, you know. Oh, that's good. That's, I'm glad you cleared that up. Um, could you tell us about your debut? Um, you scored obviously at Blackpool away, yeah. and it was the 27th yeah. of April 1963. How did it come about, and what are your memories of the day and your first goal for the club? Well, how it came about was um, Billy Wright, by this time, was the manager. Yeah, and I, I, I just played in in the England youth team, and we won the European youth tournament at Wembley. Yeah, and so and that was the first time I played at Wembley. It was at the England youth, and and we won the tournament. Yeah, and uh, and I, you know, we we actually we, we played. Uh, we had fifteen goals for and none against. You know, so we were we yeah. we were good. We had like, some some good players, but we we won we uh, won the tournament. I think. He must have thought I did pretty well in that tournament and maybe deserved a, a run out in the first team. So, yeah, I was, my debut away was Blackpool, I was 17, and uh, we lost 3-2. But I did score, yeah, left foot. Do you remember the goal? Pardon? Do you remember the goal, obviously? Yeah, it was a, le yeah, it was a left foot, left foot volley, just round about the edge of the box, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, funnily enough, Gary, yeah. um, the goalkeeper was Tony Waiters. Yes, yeah. You remember Tony Waiters? England goalkeeper. And, yeah. and he ended up being my uh, coach when I, when at the end of my career, I went and played for Vancouver Whitecaps. Yes. And, and I didn't remind him of the goal, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, and then and on the Tuesday night... Yeah. Um, we played Manchester United away. Yeah. Uh, and we won that game 3-2. Oh, lovely. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's, that's a great... Place to make your away debut, isn't it, Old Trafford? Yeah, no, but my away debut was at Blackpool. That, sorry, yeah, so sorry. Two, yeah. Two, two games away. Sorry. My home debut was against Burnley. Yeah. And we won that three-two. Yeah. And funny enough, I got the winner in that. Oh, no, lovely! It, it was two-two, and then I got a left foot half volley um, uh, to get to, to get the get, get put his Barnu's nose in front again, and we won. We won the game 3-2, yeah. So you got your Arsenal career off to a fly-out. Um, yeah, well, I, got, I got a goal on my way debut and I got a goal on my... Home, that's yeah. brilliant, that's brilliant. Um, the two big stars at Highbury at that time were Joe Baker and George Easton. Yes. How did you rate them both as players and did they or anybody else help you when you first came into the side? Yeah, I did get I did get a lot of help um, when I was um, younger. Yes, fifteen, sixteen, from John Barmore. When I was in digs with John Barmore, he I did learn a lot of John. And um, uh, but I think um, with regard to Joe, I, I mean, if you, I'm sure you know, Joe's goals ratio uh, for games Fantastic. was brilliant for the Arsenal. You know, yeah. I mean. It, it, he had a brilliant uh, goal scoring record for Arsenal. George was a different type of player, wasn't he? And, yeah. Schema. It, it was difficult for me because I was competing for the same role uh, yeah. uh, for a while with, with George. I mean, he was such a crowd favourite. Yeah. Um, it was hard for me, for me to, to, to take take over for him, if you like. Yes. But they were both in the own way. very gifted footballers. Yeah, excellent footballers. Um. By the time Billy Wright left the club, 
in 66, you'd established your place in the side. Yeah. And, uh, and succeeded George Graham as Arsenal's main playmaker. Uh, what, what did you think? George, was it George, George would have been a, was still a striker when I, when I played a lot of games with George. When he did I say George Graham? I meant to say George Easton. You, you succeeded yes. George Easton as the main playmaker. Um, yes. And uh, you established your place in the side. But what are your thoughts about Billy Wright? What, what was he like as a manager and a person? Well, I like Billy Wright. And yeah. He's taken an awful lot of stick over the years because a lot of people said, well, no, he wasn't a very good manager. But what he did, what he did do, Gary, he yeah. got a lot of people to the club who were very important in the club's later success. That's he right. Yeah. Don Howe. Yeah. He got Don to the club who, came, who ended up being a, a coach of the double team, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Frank McClintock. Yeah. He got Frank to the club from, from Leicester City. And he, he also brought lots of lots of young blood into the team, myself included. Yeah. Jordy Armstrong, Peter Simpson, John Radford, Peter Story. He gave all those players Davies. an opportunity. Yeah. And and that and 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 he did a lot of spade work in in helping the success that came later on. And yeah. I don't think he got a lot of credit for that. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 in, that's good to hear. Um. Did anyone at the club mention that you were going to be the long-term replacement for George Easton? Did, did Billy Wright or anyone else say, you, you know, you're, you're earmarked as his replacement? No, nobody actually came out and said that to me, but I think it, I, I, it was taken as read by me, certainly, that, you know, um, if I'm going to play the role I wanted to play, that uh, maybe it might be... Um, Replacing George or playing with George somehow, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Doc, they, we used to have a, a, a doctor at the club, smash it, bloke called Alan Bass, Dr. Alan Bass. Yeah. And he was also the um, club the doctor for England when Al Ramsey was in charge. Right. And, he, he, and jokingly, he always But, but no one ever said nothing to you anyway. No, no, one, no one said, oh, yeah, we want you to replace George Easton. Yeah, no, yeah. But it, 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 it was sort of always there that, I, that um, yeah. it was going to be George or myself at, at, at yeah. some stage. And you were the new kid on the block when it was your turn to come through. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from George Easton because he was terrific player. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, Bertie Mee became the new manager. That must have been as big a shock for you and the other players as it was for us fans. What did you think about his appointment and what what are your views on Bertie, both as a person and a manager? Well, yeah, you're right. We were all surprised at his appointment and as, as I think most people in the country were. But, but he was a brilliant organiser. Yeah, yeah. And he was shrewd enough to know that he needed uh, a top-class coach to put into effect um, on the on the training pitch what they wanted. Yeah. Um, so he, he got in top top-class coaches like Dave Sexton. Yes. Um, and and Don Howe, those two particularly. Yeah. But I found I found him to be. He uh, was always fair fair with me. Um, uh, yeah. He, 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 I'll find him to be quite, well, very fair with, with me. Um, and uh, he, only got, he had a good record. He's, he's got to take away from... from no, he did what no other, man, uh, no, no other Arsenal manager had done up to that point by winning the double and he's the first That's European tough. trophy as well. Yes. Um, he, he was also a, a really um, terrific physiotherapist when he was doing the job. You know, he, yeah. he, he knew his stuff. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um... What did you think of Dave Sexton and Don Howe? Uh, both brilliant coaches, but different yeah. in their own ways, I suppose. You know, what did you think of them as coaches and characters? Well, again, I've got to say, I like Dave and Don. Yeah. They were both great coaches in their own way. Yeah. Dave, Dave was um, 
Dave used to go uh, and, and watch uh, a lot of Italian football on, a, on the weekends after after the game that, yeah. that we played our match. He'd go abroad and watch games, particularly in Italy, and he'd come back with a lot of good ideas and a That's lot of good training ideas. Yeah. And then really, once Dave left um, to become a manager, Don took over and he, he built on what Dave had and more. Yeah. So we were lucky, we were lucky to have them as, as our as our coach, both of them. Yeah, they was both fantastic. Um, and I like them both. I like them both as as as, as people. people you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Um, you played in both the League Cup finals against Leeds in nineteen sixty eight. And against yeah. Swindon in '69, what are your recollect- recollections of those two finals? Not good ones, um, I suppose. <laughs> the, first, the first one against the first game against Leeds was a, quite a dull game, really. Yeah. But uh, but and Terry Cooper scored a he scored a great shot from outside the box. I think that was a full volley. And um, but we thought at the time that uh, Jim Fennell, a goalie, had been impeded from a. Yeah, Jackie Charlton fouled him, didn't he, from the corner? Yeah, yeah, but um, so that I think it was one of those games that could have gone anywhere, anyway, and both teams cancelled each other out more or less, you know. Yeah. But Leeds, Leeds got the decisive goal. Uh, the other one, dare we dare we mention it, was uh, yeah. Swindon. Um, and I've got to say that not taking anything away from Swindon, um, uh, but. We don't think the game should... When we went to see the uh, Wembley on the Friday before the game, yeah. the day before the game, we went out on the pitch and, well, we didn't even, weren't even, couldn't even get out on the pitch. And we looked at one another and said, oh, this is never going to be played. It, yeah. was so, it, it was so wet and muddy. Just a mud bath, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't really fit, fit, fit to be played. But I think... I don't think Wembley had... Uh, Probably might even be the same now. I don't think Wembley had had a game called off with, with bad weather. Yes. Yeah. Or with bad, bad pitch conditions, you know. Yeah. Um, and and another thing, again, this this is not an excuse, but it is a fact. A lot of us had flu the week before. Yeah. So, so you still weak. The last thing we wanted was to go into extra time you know, yeah. on a really heavy pitch. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, they, they, I mean... At the score lines there, they yeah. beat us, and uh, I believe the uh, pitch was it like all added, it all helped um, give, the, give the team and the club that determination that we've got to do something, um, and and that be, that was all an experience. Yeah, journey, if you like. Tony Adams always says you lose, you learn more from the losses than the wins. You know, so yeah, yeah, very true. Yes. Um, that that whole, they played the uh, they had the horse of the year show there didn't they before and it ruined yeah, yeah, all the yeah, drainage yeah. that's why the pitch was so bad I heard is yeah, that right? But it was, yeah well we had well, well um, we had um, you put, when we walked out your boots were nice and clean came up the tunnel nice and clean when yeah. you got to the um, line up for the you know the presentation. Yes. Looked down at your feet, and then you know you couldn't could hardly see. You could hardly <laughs> see your boots. Yeah. You certainly couldn't be, um, work out whether they were Adidas or Puma or whatever. You know. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Well, they'd never get away with it these days, would they? They wouldn't be able to no, play a game like I that. Mean, I mean, I think all the old players of our generation, when we see some of the pitches they play on now, you think, oh, it'd have been lovely to play yeah. on like that. Bowling greens. Yeah. They are. Um, the Fairs Cup, sixty nine seventy season. This is the reason, obviously, I I asked for the interview with you in the first place because it was a. Uh, it's the fiftieth anniversary this month, so it's a special. It's a special occasion, and I, you know, we come to that. Um, you you uh, scored in the semi final at home Ajax as well, didn't you? Um, you and I think Charlie got two, didn't he? Charlie George, and you got the yeah. other one. Well, I've got, you, I've got a feeling Charlie might have scored a penalty that game. Yeah. He definitely got, he got two anyway, and I got the other one, yeah. Yeah. I think he got the first and third, and I got the second. What was it like playing against uh, Johan Cruyff? Well, we'd heard an awful lot about, about him, you know, um, that what, what, a, what a great team I am, you know, and what a great player he was. Yeah. And then, 
he was he was a world world class player. I mean, um, yeah, he was well certainly one of the best players I've played against. Yeah, yeah. And they were they were playing that that total football and what have you. Yeah. Um, can I just tell you a quick thing about Johan Cruyff? Yeah. Yeah. Have we got time? Yeah, of course we have. Yeah. I could um, stay here all night, John. Don't worry. <laughs> well, when when uh, when I was out in uh, Vancouver, I was the I was the Vancouver captain, yeah. and we played Los Angeles uh, Aztecs. Yeah. And Johan Cruyff was their captain. Right. And uh, and we were, you know, shook his hand and blah 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 blah. And then I don't know whether you remember this, but in the American football at that time, they would they. Nobody wanted a draw. You had to have a result. Yeah. So if at the end of the game it was a draw, say, let's say it was 2-2, two, two, you yeah. had to have a, sh- a shootout. Right, yeah. And, and, that, and that was... Um, they, there was a, a line across, 35 yards across the pitch. Yeah. Um, and so you had... It was 35-yard distance between that line and the goal. Yeah. And you had six... I think it was five or six seconds... Yeah. From the time the referee blew his whistle to to, to dribble up and and get Fact, a shot away yes. and try and score. Yeah. Now most people, ninety nine percent of players, would as soon as the whistle went, to, you you were, you were worried about your six seconds or five or six seconds, so you wanted to get close as you can, but but make sure you don't run out of time. Yes. And you know the dribble and try and slot it past the goalie or whatever, you know. Yeah. So that was a, that was a technique for most players. <laughs> Johan Cruyff was different. Yeah. He got he put the ball down thirty five yards out on this thirty five yard line. The referee blew the whistle, and he didn't move. He just scooped the ball up <laughs> and volleyed it into over over the goalkeeper's head into the back of that from thirty five yards out. You know, because all the goalies used to come off the line a lot. In, to, to try and narrow the narrow the, the shot down, but he he realised this and he just lifted up, scooped it over, banged it, he just smashed it in, but looped it over the over the goalkeeper's head in the back of the net. That's and brilliant. Then, you know, I think who else would have done that? Yeah, know? great great player. Did um did you win the game by the way? I can't remember. <laughs> I remember we did. I mean, we did. Thank you. We had a good team at that time. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember, Gary. No. Okay. Um, you played in the uh, the first leg away, didn't you, against Anderlecht, um, who also had a couple of good players, didn't they, as well? Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, um, Paul Van Hintz yeah. and, and Mulder, I think his name was yeah, on the side. Yeah. They, were a good, they were a good side. Yeah. Definitely. And you lost, you, you were 3-1 you down, and uh, yeah. young Ray Kennedy come on and uh, give us a lifeline, didn't he, with that goal? Yeah, yeah. Came on, he scored scored with a header, you know. I mean that really was that gave us a chance, definitely. Yeah. We thought, yeah. well, um, we've got a chance. If, I, I, I wonder if Ray had scored that important goal, whether 3-0 down, 3-0 yeah. down, what might have been done. Yeah. Um in the cha- changing rooms afterwards, Bob Wilson tells a story that everyone was well down and Frank came out of the showers and he gives some Churchillian speech and everyone yeah. Walked out of there yeah. ten foot tall. Is that right? Can you remember that? Yeah, yeah, what, what, he, he, what was Frank like as a captain? He was obviously a a, a great captain, but you know, what, what did you think of him? Do you remember that well, night? Yeah, I've always gone well with Frank from the time he came from Leicester to to the Arsenal. Um, uh, I used to babysit for his, for his oh, really? um, children. Yeah. Two, two boys he had at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but. Um, that's by the by. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've always said, I've, I've, I've said to Frank himself, Frank, I honestly don't think that we would have won the double if you hadn't been our captain. For yeah. that very reason that he would... If you think about... He, he, look at the, look at the d- disappointments he had in his career before he came yeah. to, the, to the, from Leicester. He lost, I don't know how many, how many finals... And then he came to Arsenal yeah. and lost another two finals. Yeah. And 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 you're thinking, well, crikey, he must be thinking I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm jinxed or whatever. But he didn't. He 
he, he made us believe that we could go out and win that game. Yeah. And uh, he, for me, um, for that very reason that he had such an influence on other players yeah. in the Arsenal team, I'd say he was the best Arsenal player I've played with. Really? Mainly for that fact. Yeah, yeah fantastic he's, player. You, I don't know when you read his book, but his book's called True Grit. Yes. And that's a fantastic um, title. That sums Frank up, I think. Yeah, he tells a great story in that book about he was play, he was playing in a pre-season friendly against I think it was Rangers, and uh, yeah. as he come as you come off the pitch, one of the fans shouted out, "You're an effing disgrace, McClintock," or something yeah. like that, yeah. and uh, Frank offered him out. He said, "I'll see you outside," and all that, and he went and got changed, yeah. got you know showered and changed, and he'd forgotten all about it, but. Yeah. I don't know how, but Desmond Hackett, the journalist, he got hold of the story and he put the, about the, the match report. And then at the last paragraph, he said that the supporter offered, uh, Frank offered the supporter out and never turned up outside to. I don't think that would be. And, <laughs> and then that was at the end of it. And his dad, up in Glasgow, read the story and went mad and yeah. phoned Frank up yeah. and said, You can't let that go and all this, like, you know. And uh, he said, the, uh, I actually used the Gorbals cut code and I couldn't let it go. He said, and I made a few, yeah. a few inquiries about this, the supporter and it turned out he was yeah. a bit of a villain, he yeah. said, which was a bit disconcerting. But he said, of all the people, he asked, he asked you to go with him to the pub. <laughs> hey, I did, told you I did boxing at school. <laughs> He said that he said he said uh, like you know he said you couldn't have met a, a nicer gentler man than John. He said I don't know what I was thinking. He said but I said like you know John can you come and back me up? And he said and to his credit, he said even after I told him he was a bit of a villain, he said John still came with me to the pub, and uh, he he fronted the bloke out and tried to drag him out the pub and that and. Uh, it, the bloke apologised and it was all forgotten about in the end and so yeah. honour was restored. Do you remember going to the pub? Well, I remember, yeah, I can remember, remember, remember the story. But I'll tell you what, when, do you remember when we used to play Glasgow Rangers? Yes, to, uh, in every year, yeah. We to, well, one year we'd be playing up at Ibrox and the next, next year back at Highbury. Yes. Well, that used to be quite a regular thing. But yeah. We were playing at Glasgow Rangers one pre-season up at Ibrox. Yeah. And Frank had told me a lot of stories about how he how he was brought up in his, his childhood in, in, this, in the Gorbals and whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And he said, tell me all these stories. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether he's, he's, he's pulling, he's shooting the line here or he's just, you know, he's, yeah, can't believe that, you know. But after this, um, after this, one of the games we played up there, I went out with Frank and his um, brother-in-law Andy, who lived in Glasgow at the time, lovely bloke, and um, he took me round the area where he was brought up in the Gorbals, and he went, we went into a couple of pubs and whatnot. And I remember thinking, "Crikey, he wasn't he wasn't shooting the line about his life as a kid in the Gorbals. <laughs> this, you know, this was this was how he was. This was his life, you know. And it, yeah, it's a really." Really, really hard. Tough upbringing, yeah. Yeah, crikey. Um, Getting to the actual second leg now. Uh, That game, you talk to anybody who was there and it was the greatest ever night at Highbury. You know, what what are your memories of the the support that night? It was incredible, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And, And probably, I mean, I've had so many people... Over the years, tell me, tell me that they were there. You know, um, yeah. for example, we went to we went to Mike comes from Northamptonshire, and we were, we were in in, in this Northamptonshire where she was brought up. Yeah, and, and there was this chap standing up, um, standing outside a church, funny yeah. enough, with with um, uh, his wife, I assume it was, and uh, we always. Used, you always go around and have a look around the church. They have a big flower festival there. My wife loves to see the flowers and, and whatever yeah. you know. Anyway, we went in there, and there was a there was a 
like rosettes of uh, football teams, like there was a Manchester United uh, rosette, mm. not a rosette, but flowers. Yes. Flowers yeah. in the red mud, and there was flowers for uh, Chelsea, and then and there was flowers for, for Arsenal, you know. Yeah. And it came out, um, this chap said, um, oh, did you enjoy, enjoy it? We said, yeah, yeah. She, she said, and he said, did you enjoy the flowers in all the football colours? And um, we said, yeah. And, and my wife, who, who never mentions anything about football, never, she, she says, as it happened, she says, my husband used to play for the Arsenal. And I've never heard my wife say that before. Yes. And this chap said, said oh, did he? Yeah. And um, he said, well, what's his name? And she said, his name is John Samuels. And this chap, he went, John, he said, I was there. I was there. <laughs> and he was talking about the, you know, the game against Antlet at Highbury, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to think that people still have that sort of reaction and, and think so highly of that game. Because it, 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 it gave the whole club, I think, the, the, the players and the supporters belief yeah. in, the, in, the, in the club. Didn't yeah, I, th- I think it was a springboard for the double. Yes, you know? oh, definitely, yes. Um, that third goal, that you got the third one, that was the one that really killed them off, wasn't it? At 2-0, although... You know, away goals, we would have won it, but you needed yeah. that third goal just to make certain. And I bet, it, the, and the roof come off, didn't it? When I, <laughs> it, it, it helped clinch it, didn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's a wonderful moment for for everyone concerned. And um, it, it was a real, real togetherness that night of of, of one, the supporters and the team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's yes. 17 years, weren't it, since they won anything? So, apart yeah, from the quiz yes. bowl in 1966, when uh, Ian Ewer started. <laughs> Ian Ewer, you, Ian Ewer used to go to Air Academy, and then, you, you know, you could see why. He, 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 he was very intelligent, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he knew his stuff, didn't he? Yeah. Great on them Route 1 questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your final season at Highbury, John... I suppose it was a bit bittersweet for you because yeah. you play, you played your part. I mean, you played. I think you made twenty four appearances in all competitions, yes. and you came on as a sub for Charlie George against Stoke in the FA Cup semi final. Yeah. Uh, did were you sub against Tottenham in the decider? Yeah, I was. I, I was so. with the cup. I, I I did play every game, but I I played in every round. Of the cup, apart from the finals. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. I bet you must have been. It must have been a big disappointment not to make it. For well, I was. I was so pleased for the Arsenal, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I would. On a personal level. Yeah. Being more involved than I was, but you know, yeah. that's, that's football, isn't it? What What are your memories of that of that season, and, and in particular? the final game at White Hart Lane. I know earlier on you, you was out, you lost your place because you got you broke your ankle, didn't you? You was out for three I months. I broke my ankle at the start of the season, Gary. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you, uh, go on, sorry. That, yeah, that was the worst, that, you know, um, the, the, the previous season, I, I felt uh, pleased with myself because I played, played regularly and I scored... Um, Total uh, goals of fifteen goals in that That's season. Right, yeah. I was really looking forward to the to the season coming up um, and taking that on further. You know, um, yeah. I got I got well, it, it had problems with my ankle and uh, it kept me out for quite a while. And then it's difficult. You know, you can't just pick up where you no. left off, sort of thing. It's well, it, George Graham came into the side, didn't he? And he did very well, and it was hard to yes, sort of get back yeah, in. Um, what were your memories of that night at White Hart Lane on the on the coach and coming there? I mean, it, you had to walk, didn't you, in the last five hundred yards? You had to get out and walk because he couldn't get. You know, it'd be dangerous to take to try and get in through the yeah through the um, main gate. I remember being at that game. We got there. I went straight from school, and uh, there was about yes. five of us went. And we, yes. we got in there, and I said, oh, I said, I think we're in their end, like, you know. And went up yeah. the terraces. So it was it was a nightmare getting in into the ground, you know, the crush yeah. and the pushing and shoving. It was quite scary. But then we got in there, and I went up the terraces, looked out onto the terrace, the park lane, and it was just 
full of Arsenal fans, red and white everywhere you looked. And the noise, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the noise. And the singing started and it went all the way around the ground. It wasn't just the park lane. We had the Paxton, we had the seats, the shelves. There was Arsenal fans everywhere. It was like a home game, weren't it, for Arsenal? Yes, yes. And, uh... Yes, there was about fifty thousand locked out, weren't there? Apparently. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a special night, wasn't it, for the club? Yeah, it was fantastic. That and that that week, you know, winning the league on the Monday and then the cup on the Saturday, it was just yes, very special yes. times in the history of the club. Yeah. Um, it, it must have been difficult to leave Highbury after so many great years there. Uh, why did? Why, uh, how did the move to Leicester come about and why did you go? You know, what was the main reason? Well, the main reason I left was because I thought, well, I, I didn't... I, I didn't handle the situation very well, Gary, to be honest, if I look back at it now. Um, but I just felt that... Um, you know, maybe the supporters didn't want me there anymore. You know, and um, it, it's, it, I don't, I don't want to sound a crybaby over this, but I, uh, I thought, well, you know, there's no point in staying if if if, if you're not 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 really needed. You know, having said that, when I left, I did get a load of uh, nice letters from supporters, which I've still got. I've still I've still kept them. Yeah, and uh, I um that that. That helped me, you know. Um, but it was, it was, it was a difficult time for me uh, personally. Um, and I thought, well, it's time to go. I don't yeah. been there from a boy ten and a half years, you know. So well, speaking from speaking for myself, uh, I was really disappointed when you went. I loved what loved you as a player, and I, I was sad to see you go. To be honest. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. And I, I know the club were as well, because I, I think I sent you a, a photograph of the message that um, Dennis Hill would put in the programme, in the Benfica friendly, the first game the following season. Yeah, uh, yes, so, yes. Praising you up and saying how, how sad he was that you'd left the club and that, like, you know, which was yes. nice. Yeah, I've still, I, I have got that programme. Uh, and when I read that, I haven't, I didn't read it for years. I didn't, I didn't read it. Um, yeah, you said you didn't know until I told you. Well then, you moved up to Leicester, and you had seven good years there. Yes. Um, you, you, I suppose the nearest you come to a trophy uh, was when you played Liverpool, wasn't it? In '74, you yeah, met yes. in the semi-final, yeah. and uh, you drew nil-nil at Old Trafford and lost three-one in the replay at Villa Park. That was probably yeah. the nearest you come, wasn't it? Was it because of Jimmy Bloomfield? Did you know him at, yeah, at Highbury when, when he was there? Yeah. Another, uh, just digress a little bit. When I went, as a kid, I went to see Arsenal play Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And at Highbury, I, I wasn't very old. It, uh, it, was about, it was a Christmas time thing, I think. And I went with my dad and, and an uncle. And uh, went, what, to, went past the... Uh, uh, steps up into the marble hall, and I was like, if you can remember, in those days they used to they used to sell badges, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Little plastic badges with the with the with the players just 
player's face in it. Yeah. And I remember going out and buying one of these and I bought two Bluefields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And because I liked his, liked his style of playing. Yeah. yeah and I've, still, I've still got it, but enough. He was a similar and type of player to you, weren't he? Inside forward, same as you, yeah, same as George Easton. Sort of yeah. 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 And I re- re- the reason I went to Leicester was because because of Jimmy, really, because I thought, yeah, he, he'll understand my game, you know. Yeah. I, First game for the club was the Charity Shield, wasn't it, at Filbert Street? Yes. And you yeah. but you won it, didn't you? You beat um, what was it? You we beat Liverpool. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. After that, you had a couple of seasons at Vancouver Whitecaps. Was you there yeah. with Alan Ball at the time? Yeah, well, Alan Ball came out on the second year. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you won the league, um, didn't you, out there? Yeah, we won. We won the. Um, Soccer ball, they call it, yeah. yeah. So you was with Ballie in that second year then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy it out in America? Oh, very oh, much. Sorry, I Canada. Canada, it. weren't it? I enjoyed Vancouver very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Very, yeah. And, and it was lovely for the family as well, you know. It was, yeah, nice experience was, for them. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I mean, I say to people now, have you been to Vancouver? And they'll say, no. I said, well, if you get a chance, go. And I always say Vancouver... It's the best place, you know. I, yeah. I travelled quite a bit around the world with, with the football, and, and, yeah. and but Vancouver is the, the place I remember. Yeah, it's a lovely. I think Vancouver's lovely. Yeah. And then when you finished with football, we just quickly talk about your second career as a driving instructor, and you told uh, Jill Armstrong, who Jordy's yeah. daughter, told me you actually taught her to to drive. Is that right? Yeah, Jill. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She, sends yeah, she, her, she yeah. said to send her, her and her mum send their love, by the way. She, oh, that's nice. I, I, I reciprocate, yeah that's, yeah, that's nice, yeah. Um, yeah, they used, when Geordie came and signed, it was Frank that got Geordie uh, up here, when he was manager of Leicester. Yeah. He, um, he got Geordie he up with David Webb and a, and, a, and a couple of other lads he knew in, in London. And Geordie yeah. used to live literally stone throw from where I'm, living now or where I've, and where I've always lived you know so yeah. I used to see him quite a lot when he when he was at, at Leicester and uh, everybody knows what a lovely bloke Geordie was yeah you know? everyone nobody, loves him didn't but, nobody but no, I've never heard anybody say anything detrimental about Georgie Armstrong no I haven't no I'm not he was a gentleman and a lovely yeah. lovely what, fella what, and a great player yeah fantastic talk, talk about two feet yeah. Cross left foot, cross right foot, yeah. Oh, fantastic cross of the ball. And he was yeah. up, and he was up and down, you know, he was like so he was so much stamina and so fit. Yes, yeah. Um what was your I like to finish off with just a few quick questions. Uh yeah. what's your what was your favourite ever goal? I remember a thunderbolt you got against Manchester United at Ivory, that must have been right up there, about nineteen sixty nine I think it was. Do you remember that yes. one? Yeah, yeah, I do remember it. It was at the clock end, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic goal. Yeah. yeah. Was that um, your favourite? Or would it be the Fairs Cup well, one? That's the one, that goal and the one uh, against Anderlecht is the one uh, most people talk about. Yeah. Um, a goal I got a lot of satisfaction in was, it was a midweek game against Tottenham at yeah. Ivory. Yeah. And we won the game 1-0 and I scored the only goal and I, I, I um, bent this ball round uh, Pat Jennings, you know, and, yeah. uh, and it was nice because my family were all there and it just made it a bit, bit more special. And of course, I mean... Brilliant. Um, there are yeah, rivals, you know. Like the beat Spurs, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I do remember that, yeah, so... And what was the what was the best game you ever had for Arsenal? You know, can you remember one where everything went right and you pl- it was perfect? Like, what was your favourite game for Arsenal? Your best yeah. game? God, right. Uh, I can't. I'm going to pass on that one, Gary. I can't Fair enough. Really, 
I'll let I'll let you off that one. <laughs> apart apart from a uh, Highbury and Filbert Street, what was your favourite ground to play on? Yeah. There was always a great atmosphere there when Arsenal, when it was Spurs v Arsenal. Yeah, fantastic. Um, where Highbury was quite a small bridge, wasn't Yeah, it? that's right. Very narrow, weren't it, Highbury? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think you've already answered this. The best player you've ever played with at the Arsenal, you say Frank McClintock. Do you agree with that? Well, yes, because of his influence on the team. Yes. Um, uh, and he was, he, he was our captain, you know. He was, yeah. he was a you know. And yeah. Yes. Brilliant. And who was the best player you ever played against? Against? Yeah. Um, Another great was, player. Um, he was at the end of his career, sort of thing. But yeah. talk about class, you know. He, mm. he, he, he was unhurried on the ball and yeah. calm with his passing, and just had this air of, um, you know, yeah, Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah, the Kaiser. <laughs> and, and, and another, I never played against him, um, Gary, but I was always a big. Um, and, um, I, I know this is. Uh, uh, interview about the Arsenal but I was always yeah, a big yeah. admirer of John White at Spurs oh yeah they called him the I ghost to, didn't they I like to go and watch him play yeah. when we could and uh, yeah tragically liked, killed like, didn't he yeah he, he got killed at Cruz Hill Golf Club which yeah. is just, just up the road from where I was living in Cuffley at yeah the time. He, got, he got struck by just lightning didn't he he did yeah yeah terrible um yeah. what, what was what Lads from Man United, Bobby oh, Charles. I was just about to mention them. Yeah, they were fantastic players, all three of them, weren't they? Yeah. 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 And who was the hardest player you ever played against? Well, I'll, I'll just come to that in a minute, but I'll tell you what. I think the hardest players in the 60s and the 70s were the strikers, you know. Yeah. Not because we were going around kicking people, because... because you take like John Radford at the Arsenal. He used to he used to play with pads on at the front, and he'd have <laughs> his feet, his legs all padded up at the back. Yeah. Because he, he knew that he was going to get kicked from behind a lot. Yeah. Players used to get away with that, yeah. and they used to say, "Oh, he's heartbreaking." You know, I, I think when you're when you're kicking people and and, and, and if, if you like kicking through them and kicking at the back of the legs, and that, to me that's not that's not being hard. Yeah. Being hard is, is being strikers like John Radford and yeah, Ray Kennedy and these players. That's a great we point. Used to take, to take yeah. all that, Steve. Yeah, they were. They, they did used to, and they they used to give as good as they got as well, didn't they? Like you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it's they were a handful to play against him too, weren't they? But I've got, I've got to mention as well another Tottenham player here, and, and Dave McKay. Yeah. Was hard, like, yeah. But he was he, he was hard, but, and he but he, fair. He could, he could play. Yeah. Two good players looking after you there, John. <laughs> Can you imagine those two players? Um, Tommy Smith and, and Ronnie Harris playing each side of it, you know. Come. Fantastic. Fantastic. You wouldn't have come with any arm with them two looking after you, would you? No, they, 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 they did look after you, yeah. Chopper Harris and Tommy Smith. Definitely. John, I'm going to wind it up now. Um, thank you so much for this great interview. It's been a it, well, it's been an honour for me to interview, and I've so really enjoyed it. And uh, well, I've enjoyed it too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
I'm sure the I'm sure the listeners will as well. Uh, you know, it, it's been fantastic. Um, are you enjoying your retirement now? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do in, in, enjoy my retirement. You know, we've got um, we've got grandchildren and that now who uh, their garden backs and uh, their garden backs on to ours. You know, so we, we see a lot of them over the fence, sort of thing. Yeah. And then, and, and then we've got uh, my eldest daughter. She's got a, a son. Um, so it's, uh, it's nice to, nice to see them. And then my other daughter. Um, she's a she's a chiro, uh, not chiropractor. She's a um, acupuncturist in, oh, in right. Leicester. Oh, yeah. you know. Lovely, lovely. So we see them see them quite a lot. We can't at the moment because of the oh, the obviously, situation. yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. Well, John. It's been lovely talking to you and uh, going down memory lane. And uh, yes. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I certainly did. Yeah, I, I did. I hope I just haven't rattled on too much. No, no you've, been, you've been, been fantastic, I John. Enjoyed, I have enjoyed speaking to you, yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to see you. Thanks very much. All right, John. Uh, you take care and all the best. Yeah, and you. Thanks, John. Bye. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye.